And good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor. It's a rather damp, wet Monday, the 9th of August. But it was wet because it was wet cycling in. But there you go. Morning, Paul. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Well, so disappointed by the weather, but um, it does look after today as though we've got about two, three weeks of beautiful weather and a bit of a heat wave coming. So I'll stay relaxed. Gosh, us Brits, we just like to talk about the weather, don't we? Uh, let's actually move on because there was a bit of excitement overnight, first thing in the morning in Asia, or overnight for us, in the gold price pool where it sort of collapsed $200, for instance, and then bounced back up again. Uh, you got any view on that? Yes, well, the, the reports are that uh, that CPI's number that came out on Friday in the U.S. with a stronger-than-expected economy uh, and uh, – uh, jobs uh, situation and so forth that has uh, traders worried that the uh, they're going to make a move toward uh, quicker um, interest rate rise in the U.S. Uh, faster and interest uh, rates of course have a, a big uh, influence upon uh, the carrying value of gold in uh, portfolios as gold earns no interest so any anything like that uh, gets traders worried on the short-term uh, basis here so it uh, Came down below 1700 briefly for a couple of hours, but it is uh, trying to rally back to uh, some extent here this morning up to 1732, I see. Yeah, I think there was some sort of big margin call as well out in Asia that um, caused it. So there was covering or whatever. I mean, look, it was what I describe as a flash crashing goal. But interesting, it does show there's a weakness there, doesn't it? It does. It it. it same seems to be uh, the gold price on thin ice here uh, without some uh, pol- clear policy statement one way or the other as to uh, uh, how they're going to secure the markets uh, here in the second half of this year and first part of next year uh, as we come out of COVID. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's turn to news today. Uh, and I think the one that's really caught my eye actually is Griffin Mining, which is an unusual stock in as much as it's, uh, it's listed in London. But all its operations are in, in China. But um, they've had uh, gross profits up about uh, 500% or something, wasn't it? Or some huge number. Yes, it's a pretty dramatic turnaround here on the year on year comparisons with Griffin Mining's interims out today. Uh, revenues were up 154% as well, $54 million reported there. Gross profits at $25.7 million for that 512% uh, year-on-year rise you uh, mentioned. They had a profit this year or this period of $10 million versus a loss of similar size last year. And one of the key things to see in the reporting numbers is not only is the zinc output up by 48% uh, in the first half, but the gold output is up over 200% uh, because they are down into that uh, newly licensed zone area that they've been waiting for some years for the government to allow them to access. And that is a more gold-rich portion of the old ore body. So you're starting to see that uh, reflected there in the numbers. Yeah, it's not a, a widely held stock. They tend to keep a fairly low profile um, in the market, um, obviously with the all the sort of geopolitics that are going on at the moment. Interesting enough, I mean, the stock's off a little bit today uh, at 87p, which uh, I find surprising, to be honest, because I think they are stunning figures. Uh, and the stock has been significantly higher. Um, but that's the way of the stock market. Uh, OK, what else you got, Paul? 
Well, we also had a joint or essentially separate announcements on the same project. This is the Red Rock and the Power Metals uh, joint venture in the Victoria Goldfields of Australia. Both of those firms are aim quoted here and early stage exploration, but they've definitely said in this announcement that they intend to uh, spin off that particular uh, pr uh, area of project interests into a new London listing. Okay, well, they're both companies that uh, often, for want of a better word, um, do that sort of thing to try and create value. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, anything else? Yes, we had some further uh, drilling results uh, back from Shanta Gold on their current West Kenya Phase 2 uh, program. Uh, this is deeper drilling uh, in the 200 to 450 meters depth or so in order to uh, show the extensions on better grade mineralization they already have identified in shallow depths in West Kenya. So far, uh, they've uh, completed 3,300 meters across 13 holes, and they've seen visible gold in at least two of those holes, so that's quite encouraging. And they'll see, uh, have a new resource estimate out uh, uh, sometime uh, early in the next month, actually. So that'll be something to watch, because this is a pretty uh, uh, substantial deposit, and certainly a company maker for Shanta, if they, uh, um, because of its already indicative size as far as contained ounces. So uh, one to watch closely. Mm. We, 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 Kenya is interesting as well. You know, we always have a joint venture there in Nairobi with FIDA Investments uh, and have just helped uh, with the listing of Caracal Gold, which is the Kilimapasa um, in Kenya. And actually we're looking now to, to dual list that in Kenya as well. Um, so we do have quite an active interest in what's going on there. Um, very good. All right, let's call it a day there, Paul, because uh, the news actually isn't that strong today. Uh, and we'll speak again tomorrow. And Barrick's numbers also come out today on their Q2s, but that's a little later today. Well, yeah, that's later. We can talk about them tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> All right, Paul, thanks.